Welcome to Tower Talks. I'm Ashley. And I'm Caitlin. This is the podcast where oversharing is caring and no subject is off limits. Hello, friends. So we had a listener write into us and ask us a question. They basically told us a little bit of their story, and I'm not going to delve into all that because I don't want to share her business, but... The gist of it was that her husband was doing something that was detrimental to their marriage that Mm -hmm. was causing conflict, and she was struggling with resentment. And the question that she asked is, uh, let me see, how do you forgive someone who doesn't even admit they're doing anything, let alone stop? Yeah. And... I think this goes beyond marriages even. It goes, this can be for any relationship. Right. And so we kind of just want to take a minute to discuss resentment and forgiveness and how you move past behavior like that when when the person doesn't even want to admit that they're doing anything wrong. Yeah. So do you have anything you want to start with? Well... I followed up with her and sent her our episode from mine and Elliot's story. And she said that she did listen to it. And then her husband also listened to it. And then that kind of opened up an opportunity for a conversation. Mm -hmm. So maybe even something like that. Like if you can find a resource outside of just the two of you who are in this conflict trying Mm -hmm. to work things out, then it's somebody else saying it and right maybe they hear it differently from that person right and it opens up questions or conversations or they can give you what they got from it so yeah well my thought was you know a lot of times with men I think that we have a tendency to kind of assume that they don't care yeah because they don't show emotions about it and so we're just like oh, they don't care about me. They're just doing whatever they want. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a lot of shame and guilt behind their feelings. And sometimes when you approach it, it may come across to them as just heaping burning coals on their head. You know, like it, it piles on the shame. It piles on the condemnation that they were already feeling because the enemy's speaking lies to them about you're just a garbage human, you know, right. and then you bringing that up is like confirmation in their you head. notice it too. Yeah. Kind of. And so they're like, oh, I am garbage and she thinks I'm garbage and, and I'm just worthless and this is pointless and let me yeah. just give up and go do this thing that brings me comfort. Right. You know, Um. so I think that a, a part of it would be, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to downplay the woman's feelings about it because... For sure, that's difficult. Mm -hmm. But I think just acknowledging that it's not that they don't care, it's that they don't know how to express what's going on in their head all the time and just being a safe place for them to communicate. Right. Those kind of things. Because she said later, too, that after they had a conversation that she then took all of that and Mm -hmm. went and prayed about it. Yeah. And that she had an encounter with God. And during that moment, her resentment kind of changed to compassion for him, like recognizing everything that he's going through. Yep. And then we've talked about that kind of with like spouse roles and how I am designed and called to be 
Elliot's helper. Mm-hmm. Like that is my job <laughs> to come yeah. alongside him as a helpmate. But when we're stuck in that feeling of resentment or anger, yeah, you're not, it's hard to be helpful. Right. But once we can look at it from their perspective of shame and have compassion on that, mm-hmm. then it's like, I understand what you're feeling right now. Right. And you become that safe place again, where they can talk to you about, these are the things that are leading me here. Yes. And then you can work together yeah. to figure out how to avoid those situations. Right. And you really cannot go wrong when you approach God with it because he can explain things to you in a way that nobody yeah. else can because he knows you better than anybody else does. Yeah. And um, I was even thinking this is this is not the same thing. Okay. But just an <laughs> example of how he did this with me one time. Um, I was wanting a promotion at this job and I was not getting said promotion and I felt like you know I could use that money and you know like this this and this and I I was starting to get resentful and bitter like Mm -hmm. why can I not just get this and God spoke to me about it one day and he said it is not their job to take care of you that's my job yeah and like him just speaking that one sentence reminded me that like oh, I'm placing my hope in the wrong thing. I'm, you know, placing all my security in the money that that job would bring me rather than focusing on him to provide for me. Right. And so it, he just has a way of shifting your focus to where it needs to be. Yeah. And you may be thinking that like, oh, this is a bad thing for my marriage. And he's like, mm, let's focus on their heart. Yeah. First. And this will will heal itself if we focus on the root. Yeah. Because even when we're in the resentment and anger, we're focusing on our feelings, how it's affecting us, and then trying to come at it from, like, how can I fix this? What can I do? What yeah. conversation can I start instead of listening to him? Because I said in our podcast, I'm pretty sure, that when I would take things to God, then yeah. it was like, okay, ask him this. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. say this. Right. And it would bring up all the conversations that actually got somewhere. Yes. And then I know our, uh, what are they called? Counselor? <laughs> <laughs> Why can I not think of that word? <laughs> the counselor that we go to, he always says that most of the time, someone is not going to change unless there is a major pressure point in their life. Yeah. In our situation, that was... This has all come out, and now my marriage is about to fall apart, and we need help. Yeah. Like, we had to do something. Yeah. So that was Elliot's pressure point. Or it could be a group of people who the person actually admires and will listen to, accountability partners, that when they speak something, you're going to listen to them. Right. Now, if they're calling out something negative you're doing in your life, are you going to be honest about it? Right. That's a factor too. Yeah. Will you actually take the accountability and use that? Or is it just going to be, no, that's not a problem. Yeah. Shame is, is a big factor in that. Cause it's like, mm, if I admit that, that I have a problem, that means that I'm admitting that I'm this horrible person. And yeah. that's not the case. Yeah. Well, like Elliot said in his episode, I realized that this was something that I was doing. This was not who I was. Right. So if you can separate your identity mm-hmm. from your actions, yeah, 
And two, like God can redeem anything. Yeah. So I want to bring up one thing real quick. You know, I'm going to bring up the story of Joseph because I've been <laughs> studying that so hard lately. But one thing that I always, it's a piece of advice that I got, and, and it's something that I always tell people too, is in marriage especially, you cannot change the other person. Right. You can talk till you're blue in the face. You can sign them up for counseling. You can do this, that, and the other. You cannot change them. Mm-hmm. You can only work on yourself. Yeah. And when you work on yourself, that encourages them to change because they see that you're growing and they don't want to be left behind. Yeah. But I was thinking about the story of Joseph because I've been studying it lately. And, you know, Joseph sold into slavery. He's away from his family for all those years. And then when he sees them again, he doesn't know if God's been working on them or not. Mm -hmm. And then he tests them all these different ways to see if they have changed. Yeah. And then he sees that God did the work in their heart and it like breaks him down because their heart has changed and they've become a new creation. And, you know, it was just really beautiful to see that like, he didn't have to do anything but go on the path that God had for him. Yeah. And then God worked on the other people mm-hmm. to redeem it. So nothing is past the point of redemption. Right. He can he can fix any relationship. Mm-hmm. And, fun fact. <laughs> okay. The brother that sold Joseph into slavery. Yeah. Judah. It was his idea. Yeah. To sell him to those people. All right. Judah goes on to live a very sketchy life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the one who, uh, cover little ears that may be listening, but he slept with his daughter-in-law because he thought she was a prostitute, gets her pregnant, and then he finds out his daughter-in-law is pregnant by some dude, and he's like, stoner or whatever you know yeah and she's like well you the daddy so (laughs) (laughs) and he that's when he was like oh crap like yeah my life is really messed up you know and I think that was his turning point okay so he has this change of heart and then he hated Joseph because Joseph was the favorite Benjamin becomes the new favorite the Mm -hmm. new baby boy the baby boy that gets everything handed to him yeah And Judah actually starts to defend Benjamin. So when he goes to Joseph, and they don't know it's Joseph, and Joseph is like, well, I don't believe that you're really who you say you are. If you say that you're brothers, bring your youngest brother and prove it. Mm -hmm. Well, Jacob didn't want to let go of Benjamin because that was his his baby boy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, he only had two sons with his favorite wife. And... One of them's already gone. And so he didn't want to let go of Benjamin. But Judah says, "You, I think I'm right on this. I think he said, like, if I do not bring him back, you can kill my sons. Like, mm-hmm. that is how serious I am about. I will defend him. So they go to Egypt with Benjamin. And Joseph plots this whole thing of, like, he's going to show Benjamin favoritism. 
Yeah. So they have this feast and he gives Benjamin like five times more food than everybody else and just like really shows him favoritism. Well, then when they leave, he puts his cup in Benjamin's bag mm-hmm. and is like, we're going to test them. Yeah. So he says, go bring them back to me and say, you stole from me. Whoever has the cup in my bag, I'm going to keep as a slave. Well, Benjamin has it in his bag. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to keep your baby brother as a slave. Talk about a full circle moment. Okay. Yeah. Guess who was the one who offered to take Benjamin's place? Right. Judah. And that was what caused Joseph to break down because he saw that redemption. Yeah. Let's take it a step further. Which brother did Jesus come from? Judah. The bloodline of Judah. Not Joseph. Right. Judah. So, like, you can never mess up too much for God. Right. There is nothing that you can do that he can't redeem. And just look at all of that family drama. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the Bible is nuts. Like, that is one family, 12 different completely messed up aspects (laughs) just in that story but and you're redeemed and jesus came from it yeah and you're sitting there going like god you still like these people (laughs) yeah i know um but i mean with that too it's stuff is going to come up that gives you feelings Mm -hmm. like there's still stuff with our story and we're almost two years out um, and with that story, like I'm sure seeing Judah mm-hmm. now protecting and loving the new favorite when that was all he was, like he was favored by his dad and Judah hated him for it. Yes. But now you're fine with it and you're like taking care of this kid, but you couldn't do that for me. Yeah. Like I'm sure that initially gave him some feelings, but then he's like, okay, but I see the growth here. Like, yeah. I almost think that was even redemptive because then Joseph is like, he got to see how Judah would have treated him had his heart been in the right place. Yeah. So when the feelings come up, like, what are you going to do with that? Mm -hmm. Are you going to use that to take you steps back and just get angry and bitter about, well, that's how it should have been for me. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this to me? Kind of thing. Or are you going to take that back to God and say... Like, show me what you're doing here. Show me the growth in my family. Mm-hmm. Show me what you're doing with my husband. And use it to shift your perspective again. Because I think forgiveness is a daily yes. choice. Like, tiny million little steps that you mm-hmm. have to get before it's just completely healed. Well, and let's think about, too, that every human being on planet Earth is going to disappoint you. Yeah. No one is going to fill that hole in your heart, but Jesus. Right. So, like, just just take a minute to self-reflect and be like, am I expecting this person to fill a void that only Jesus can fill? Right. Because, honestly, when, when you let God start speaking identity into you and start speaking love over you, you're like, forget everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the love that I want. This is the one that matters. And when that's what you're focused on, then everybody else becomes a bonus. Yeah. And not like, I need them to behave this way Mm -hmm. in order to love me the way that I need to be loved. Right. Because they cannot do that. Yeah. Nobody can do that and you can't expect them to. So, 
hope that answers your question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, forgiveness is a tricky subject and it is something that has to be walked out. It's not an overnight thing. But then, like everybody says, forgiveness is more about you and Mm -hmm. your heart and your mindset than the actual other person. Like you're really just releasing them from having control over your feelings. Right. So you deciding to forgive and turn it all over to God. Like this lady said, as soon as she did that, it switched from resentment to compassion. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to focus more on what you actually need to do or what or God and like getting what you need from him. Yeah. So doing that however many times you need to and just keep your perspective how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I have had many people in my life that I've had to forgive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is not easy. Yeah. Because people do some really crappy things. But the way that I thought about it is like forgiveness. You almost feel like this person owes me something almost like if we were to equate it to money. Yeah. Like they owe me money. They owe me a debt. They are indebted to me. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you can't let go of that because they owe you. Yeah. And that's rightfully mine. That is like, I should have been treated like X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that is correct. You should have been treated better. Mm-hmm. You should not have had to deal with what you dealt with. They should not have treated you that way. Right. However, they don't even remember they owe you money. And so when you're sitting there holding on to it, like they owe me money, they owe me money, they owe me money, then that's harming you more than it is them because they don't even remember. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just saying, you know what? I forgive the debt. Yeah. I'm going to wipe it clean so that they don't even have to be on my mind anymore. Right. Because I know that they don't have the character to pay that debt right now. Later on down the line, they may come back and be like, shoot, I owe you money and I never paid you that, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you can be like, oh, I forgave that debt a long time ago. But thank you for remembering. I see that your character has changed. Yeah. But you can't expect them in their current state (laughs) to not only acknowledge that they didn't treat you well, but then to continue to treat you well if right. God has not worked in their heart. Yeah. They have to do all the work too. Yeah. You just kind of release it and let God work on you and them mm-hmm. and trust that he is going to bring it full circle just like he did with Joseph. Exactly. The whole purpose of this podcast is so that people will feel less alone in their struggles by the topics we're covering. And so if you know someone who could be helped by this episode, feel free to share it with them just so that they feel like they're seen. And if you have any comments or questions or even topics that you want us to discuss, feel free to share those with us too at Tower Talks Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.